Would you trade enjoyment for safety? Would you trade the ability to enjoy a normal day to actually feel some kind of happiness that you might feel safe instead? It has recently come to my attention that when I feel good doing anything or experiencing anything, my very next feeling is one of anxiety. I want to get into this because maybe a few of you deal with this as well. I was trying to figure out why that is. That doesn't, it's obviously not a good thing. And so I thought about a book that we referenced a few weeks ago, and that is um, it talked about how when you're anxious, your ability to spot a threat goes up. That people that are anxious notice a threat three times faster than those that are not. And that I think this is true of me. That when I feel good, let's say I listen to a podcast, I watch a movie, I watch a show, anything. Anytime I am experiencing positive emotion, my anxiety kicks on. I think that might be a fear of scarcity, that that good thing will come to an end. It might be a number of things, but above all, I think it is one of self-protection and one of control. That when I have anxiety, I feel less happy, but I feel more safe. That by increasing the rate at which I can spot a threat, I feel more safe. Something in my subconscious feels more predictable. It feels more grounded even though I can't enjoy it. That I trade the enjoyment of the moment and of the day, and of the year even, so that I might feel a small portion more safe. Why is that? Another reason I think this might be is that by increasing my awareness, it reinforces my identification as someone that thinks fast and reacts quickly that is sort of sewn into how I see myself, um, both in humor and just in life in general, that I, uh, you know, I, I'm quick, right? And so I, that is something that's like tied into my personality. And underneath all of this is a need for control. And I don't say this as purely negative. I don't want to say that in a derogatory way. I think there are reasons for it. There are times in my life in the past or something really painful came out of nowhere. And that is probably true of many of you. It could be as far back as when you were a child. Maybe you were severely punished for something that your brother or sister did. But your parents thought that you did it. And as a result, the hammer came down on you. And you didn't see it coming since you didn't do whatever it was. Or maybe it's more recent than that. There are times when something really... Uh, psychologically painful has come down on me and I didn't see it coming and as a result I'm always on the lookout for the next thing that I don't see coming and there is certainly a logic to that but it ruins any enjoyment that might be had in life so anxiety makes me more aware it makes me less happy but it makes me more safe it confirms my identification with someone that reacts quickly. It makes me feel more in control. I may be less happy, but I'm more in control. As we put this on the table, I want to think about a few things that we might be able to do to get rid of this way of living. 
What would your life have to be like for you to not feel this way anymore? How safe would your life have to be that you could put this down, that I could put this down? How safe would I have to be with God that I wouldn't have to worry so much? How safe would I have to be at home that I wouldn't have to feel this way, that you wouldn't have to feel this way? What are these small things that cause this undercurrent of constant anxiety? And are we sure that they can't be done away with? Are we sure that we can't challenge them? Are we sure that it will always be this way? Think about the times that something cuts through the fog, that you see a light that just makes everything clear in your head. What are you doing when that happens? What are you listening to when that happens? What are you reading when that happens? What happened in your life right before that, that caused that type of feeling? This morning I read a book which I felt was really deeply moving and really deeply uh, full of wisdom and that really spurred me on to make this podcast that it became much easier to record this as I speak because I read that, because that really like started something in my mind and in my heart. And so tomorrow I'm going to wake up and read that book again. <laughs> uh, sounds simple, but um, but it's not. Because we have things that want to keep us where we are. And those things are not purely bad. The book, One of the things the book spoke about this morning is that we need to have more respect for our sameness, for our unwillingness to change. That deeply within our, the part of our brain that wants us to not change is something that wants to protect us. That wants to make it so that we're okay. And that as we try to change, we must equally weigh the outcome of changing and the outcome of not changing. And that we just have to look at them more evenly. If we automatically choose that changing is the only thing that has any merit, then we won't actually change because we're not actually being honest. That we're not really looking at there are some actual benefits to staying the same. And we need to kind of give the devil his due. We need to look at the things that they do offer and maybe try to incorporate those aspects into the new version of us before just cutting them away as pointless, as nothing but bad. I hope by putting this on the table, you perhaps, if you're dealing with this, you might feel less alone. Another thing I did... Um, recently that was really really helpful as I just told another person I was sitting with my wife and uh, we were talking to a family friend and as I told them you know anytime I feel good I immediately feel anxiety they were like yeah 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 I know what you mean and just them saying that just them being like oh yeah 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 I uh, yeah I get I get that like that changed that changed something just having another person know about it just having another person confirm it allows me to sort of remove it from this deep shadow of shame, this dark place where we can't talk about, this feeling that I'm cursed or that it's uh, a part of my makeup that shall not be spoken of or something like that. That um, talking about it and getting it out is just a way of saying, all right, well, by speaking about this, we are instinctively stating that this can be done away with, that I do believe this can be left behind, and I do intend to do what it takes to leave this behind. 
and that maybe underneath all of it, maybe I need to do things so that I can feel more safe at home. You know, me and my wife recently had some really uh, tough discussions where, you know, I was just opening up to her and her opening up to me about small things that make us feel uh, unsafe at home. Not in the literal way, but like in a really deep, like intimate way. That, you know, um, just things that we need to talk about that maybe you need to tell your spouse how important something is in your life and that you want them to see it as important as you do. And maybe it's really embarrassing for you to admit to yourself and to them how important that thing is. It could be something really, really trivial, but to you it has some very deep significance. You may need to open up in small ways to your spouse that maybe you've closed off to your spouse because you instinctively see them as unsafe. And maybe for this time they are unsafe. But let's challenge that. Let's really have the discussions, whatever they may be, so that we might feel, uh, might get rid of some of this undercurrent of anxiety that, you know, underlying all of these issues for me is this sort of fatalism, is this sort of, uh, this sort of negative belief that we're all going down, it's all going down, and so now we're just rearranging the chairs on the Titanic, that underneath all of this is that belief, and that if I must control everything about the world, then we are going down, and it is all ruined. But if I can get to a place of maturity, if I can get to some type of maturity, where I did not have to control everything, where I did not have to fix everything, where I can just do something and I can just be somewhere doing some small good thing, and that God may be able to handle the rest, that in that there is peace, and in that place we might leave anxiety behind. I am not to that place yet, but I am slowly chipping away at going in that direction. And I hope that by putting this on the table, you may be encouraged. I love you guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks again for joining us. If you know someone that would be encouraged by what we've said here, please feel free to share with them. Word of mouth is the lifeblood of everything that we're doing here. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find us at Not A Victim Podcast on Facebook. And please leave us a five-star review. We love to read those. Thank you so much, and we'll be back with you next week. Okay.